0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of The Nerd Degree. First of all, very, very sorry. I know that this is late. We just had a few uh, issues getting this one together, but it's here now and it is hosted by the wonderful Karen Healy, who is the uh, the young adult author. Um, check out her books as well. But for now, please enjoy. This is about myths. So for some of our non-New Zealand listeners, this might be uh, quite a crash course in one of the most awesome, kind of legendary figures of all time, Maui. The uh, he's kind of like a New Zealand Prometheus. Uh, so <laughs> might be worth researching that afterwards. Anyway, here it is, episode sixteen. Enjoy,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nerd Degree and say hello to our nerds. <laughs> Welcome to Marvellous Mythology, where gods walk among mortals and miracles are mundane. Uh, We have two fabulous teams here tonight who are about to duke it out among the pantheons available to us. Please introduce yourselves and tell us what you would be the patron god of, starting with Erin. My name's Erin Harrington, and I'm the goddess of
2: death by PowerPoint.
3: (laughs) My name is Jeff Clark, Lord of the Punderworld.
1: Oh, of course it is. And together you are? We're the Cthulhu kids. Mm. Oh. Sleeping, dreaming, playing.
3: We love crafts.
1: Very nice. Thank you, the Cthulhu kids. And starting with Brendan on my left.
0: My name is Brendan Bennett, and every day I pray to the God of explaining things slowly
4: and calmly. <laughs> Uh, my name is Ben Allen. I would be the patron god of sustaining injuries caused by my small children. <laughs> Standing barefooted on a Lego is a good one. Together we represent the new buddy cop
0: duo, Orpheus and...
4: The, the Underworld. underworld. <laughs> Not looking back at explosions. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much. All right, so we're going to start uh, with some nude quotient, which is some fabulously nerdy questions that I sort of half hope they can answer. Um, so I'm going to start with the Cthulhu kids. What is the connection between roundworms and the Trojan prince Tithonus?
3: Come on, guys. That's a very private uh, private medical condition that Tithonus doesn't like to discuss. He's got roundworms.
2: Does, does he ride enormous roundworms like sandworms through various Greek uh, mythologies slash... No, you buttons.
1: are thinking of dune. Um. <laughs> it, it's got a great myth if, if you cut,
3: If you cut Tiffinus in half, does he grow into two more Tiffini?
1: <laughs> Pretty similar, actually. He is renowned for um, longevity. Mm. Is that a hint? Or the yes, answer? that's a hint. Because <laughs> I was wondering, what, what's his name again? Tiffinus.
2: Tiffinus. If... Tithonus is related to Tynia, which is related to
1: Roundworm. No, I, I did not know that, but. No, I'm just making.
3: Is it that he, um, like a, round, a roundworm, is, is relatively immortal because it regenerates itself? Did Tithonus tith-
1: regenerate itself? Does he eat himself? Ooh, okay, you know, I'm going to give you half a point for that. Why not? Um, so the goddess Aurora so loved the youthful beauty, uh, Tithonus, that she went to Zeus and begged for her lover to live forever. Unfortunately, she forgot to ask for eternal youth, and he withered up and dried into a little husk, still breathing and begging for death in his raspy little voice. Um, Recently, scientists working on human longevity research managed to genetically mutate roundworms um, to make them live, from the point of view of this uh, relatively short-lived species, effectively forever. Um, however, their lives are weak and miserable. Um, they spend a long time of their life old and frail and probably would beg for death if we could understand them. You always scared. get caught out on the technicality. Don't you? <laughs> could you
2: not just like, rehydrate them with one of those kind of beautiful little. Um, uh,
4: flower can watery type
2: thingies
1: yeah. just apply moisturizer yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah exactly I had in intensive care um, Mr. Yeah, I had titanus an ear horn went off next to my ear and I had titan for ages. It was a real, uh,
1: but no one's been able to do anything no, about the that's list right, that's yeah. right. no okay, um incidentally, bonus point, can you tell me how many ancient cities of Troy have been discovered? none. Uh, I made that up too. Mm. Five. No, good guess. Uh, no, there's, there's
0: one that has been claimed to be Troy. Yes, and, and how many
1: layers does it have?
0: Oh, five or six.
2: Is it Troy's All the Way Down?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is Troy's All the Way Down to nine layers of nine ruins. Troy. Nine <laughs> Troy's. The, the, the nine, nine
4: levels like... <laughs> of Troy. <laughs> what are they are they going through the levels of Troy and they're like Troy, Troy, Troy? Moscow! Troy, Troy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there's a boss at the lower yeah. level. that's really hard to beat. Um, at the, the Hesalik uh, evacuation site located in Turkey, uh, going back to 3000 BC, which is Homeric times, to about AD 500. Mm. Nope, they just kept building on top, like Seattle. OK, <laughs> so for Orpheus in the underworld, the New Horizons Interplanetary Probe recently sent us amazing footage of demoted dwarf planet Pluto. Like most of the planets in the solar system... Uh, It's known by the Roman name of a Greek god. Pluto also has five moons. The first was discovered in 1978, the last in 2012, while astrophysicists sought out possible hazards for new horizons. Um, I will give you points for how many of the five moons of Pluto you can name.
4: There's Charon. Charon's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the boatman. The boatman. Okay,
0: if there's hey, is there like is there like
1: sticks
3: or something? Like uh, there is a Pluto, sticks. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> the sticks.
4: Um, Mickey Mouse is another. No, uh, I'm afraid that's Pluto. not on yeah. uh, And then one of them is Luciano Pavarotti. He's just up there. Oh, uh, also unaccountably
1: no. not honest. Um, is there post
4: sticks? sticks <laughs> Pluto. What Stones. was this, What Stones. was his chariot's name? Did he have a chariot? Did he have a no? Um, Alright, um, so, all right, so two
1: points to Orpheus uh-huh. in the underworld. No, no Devita, although I think she's uh, one of the moons of Jupiter. Um, over on this side, e- Is there Devis. a Hades? There is not a Hades.
3: Uh, is there a
4: Stones?
1: There is no Stones uh, to go with the sticks, no. Um, There's
4: sticks. it? Is there, is there, are the other three like Iron Maiden? I mean, <laughs> no, <I don't>
1: <laughs> well, Pluto <laughs> is the most metal of all the planets. Is, it, is there like. Is it Lethe? Leaf, The. Fif- the other river, river, no that would have been great But no, no Lethe um, So the five moons are Charon, Styx Nyx, who is the goddess of chaos And night uh, Kerberos uh, Who is the dog uh, the from dog. Harry Potter
4: <laughs> <laughs> <dogs>. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, the origin, and also sorry. salad dressing <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> And Hydra uh, The, the nine headed serpent uh, Hydra's everywhere
4: <laughs> Secret <laughs> base
1: That's right. Okay, so I'm throwing this open to whoever can ding in first. As well as its scientific equipment, New Horizons carried several cultural artefacts, including an item especially appropriate to ferry to the Lord of the Dead. What is it? Yes. A coin for eyes. No.
3: Walt Disney's frozen (laughs) head.
1: No. (laughs) Is it like a watering can to rehydrate? (laughs) (laughs) whatever? No, although actually so far Jeff is closest. Anybody
3: else want to have a go? Yes. Human DNA. Yes.
1: Human DNA in the form of the ashes of Clyde William Tombaugh, who discovered Pluto in 1930. What about the ashes of the little girl who named Pluto? (laughs) No, although um, one of the instruments on board New Horizons was actually named after her, which I thought was sweet. There's
3: no way they could come back in a bad form to (laughs) to hurt us.
1: (laughs) There's also a CD of um, over 400,000 human names who are probably going to be first on the list. That's going to be, yeah. yeah. be exciting
4: listening for the aliens. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just. CD, it's already yeah. obsolete. So,
3: so long as we didn't include any video games giving the excuse for a t- horrendous movie to be made starring Adam
1: Sandler, I think we're safe.
2: Up uh, 40% of the name's Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, another 30% John.
1: Yes, mm. John. Um... What, where, where, where does the panel stand on the uh, planetary status of Pluto? I'm oh, a bit okay. grumpy
4: that they demoted that. It seems like it seems like kicking it while it's down, really, isn't it? Mm. It's already the furthest away and the
3: smallest, and then we just yanked it out from under it. Mm. Well, I, li- I like the I like the fact that Neil deGrasse Tyson is now saying that technically Earth, Mars, Venus, and Mercury shouldn't even be planets either. The only real planets are planets like Jupiter, like the big planets, <laughs> and we should be like dwarf planets. It's kind of like I think he I, I'm, I think he's co- overcompensating for something. Maybe he's getting
1: paid by the Jupiter lobby. <laughs> I, th- I
2: think I think Pluto's gonna you know do what it's gonna do. It's a rogue. It's gonna go yeah. out there on its own and doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah over into Neptune's orbit
1: yeah mm-hmm. all that stuff take that right. planets mm. Brendan do you have any thoughts on this very important matter no <laughs> <laughs> okay that's enough Greek Neatrality. mythology for a little while mm. um, the Ashanti people located primarily in Ghana but also spread through the African diaspora are responsible for the stories of which mythical trickster and I'm going to ask over oh. here hello kids <sighs>
3: I believe it is Anansi, the spider god.
1: That's correct. Mm. Anansi, the spider, the god of stories, who brings rain to stop fires and collected all the wisdom uh, of the world in a calabash, which then broke. He
4: also
3: bit Peter Parker. He, did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he also had a, a, a great band from like the late nineties too. Yeah. Ah.
3: Although, to be frank, he was pulling most of it out of his ass.
1: Yep. All right. (laughs) So, what is the connection between this tricky arachnid and the following movies Cruel Intentions, Hollow Man, The Losers, and Sucker Punch? Ding in if you've got it. Yes.
4: Spiders probably were on all of those film sets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's almost certainly true, They're but everywhere. not the connection I was
2: after. Does Skunk and Nancy do songs for each one of the sets? Absolutely correct. That's what I said before, a band. Yes. Just keep up reading. I was no, so glad I mean... you didn't
1: say their name because then I would have had to lose my well, Skunk and Nancy only had one song, didn't they? No. Yeah, they used it four times. <laughs>
3: I they it, it. But they used it secretly each time. <laughs>
1: oh. I always thought
4: Skunk and Nancy was a team up between like a smelly rodent and some woman.
1: Well, like,
4: <laughs> Skunk
3: and Nancy, but. Mm, Is the, that, the, that
2: the, like Sid and Nancy but in like Skunk animation it's,
3: form? It's a lesser known Nancy Drew spin off <laughs> that really didn't work. So it's yeah. a few cartoons. Got
1: here. rid of Beth and George. It was really hard to ghostwrite that one. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Skunk and Nancy, do you know how, why they chose that particular name? Nope. Oh. Because they smoked a lot of weed and read a lot of myths. I'm pretty sure that's true also. Um, they chose a, a Nazi as homage to the, the spider god and added skunk to make it sound nastier.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Spiders
1: funny. and skunks together yeah. at last. Um, du- during my research, I found the uh, traditional Ashanti way of beginning spider tales or fables is we do not really mean we do not really mean that what we are about to say is true. A story, a story, let it come, let it go.
2: I should start all my lectures at university. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Postmodernism for yep. you. Mm. Very good. Yep. Alright, so uh, this is for Orpheus in the Underworld. After receiving official recognition in 1972, which faith claims to be the largest non-Christian religion in Iceland? Ooh.
0: Scientology. Nope.
4: 1972. They don't have like a...
1: Oh, don't they all believe in uh, elves? <laughs> trolls.
4: <laughs> trolls. Trolls. Something like Trolls. That. Oh, treasure trolls. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Elf trolls.
0: Collect, they collect treasure trolls. <laughs> trolls.
4: <laughs> Definitely trolls. Do they have a lot of Jedi in Iceland? Is that where they were hang out?
1: No, I think the is isn't the major... F- the, like, the United States the major mm, source probably, of Jedi.
4: Probably.
1: Right. Uh, this side, what, What's the question again? Um, after receiving official recognition in 1972 which faith claims to be the largest non-Christian religion in Iceland. Are they all Scientologists? No, they're I not. I already
4: tried that. <laughs> Are they Druids? It's
1: Very close to Druids. I will accept Druids. Um, the Asatru <coughs> Association is a modernised version of Norse paganism, which was banned in Iceland. Um, mm. It involves uh, the, its revival, involves worship of the Norse gods Odin, Thor and Frigg, and they're getting a new temple built this year dug into the side of a hill. Um... According that couldn't end well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to the article I read, Iceland's neo pagans still celebrate the ancient sacrificial ritual of blót.
5: Blót. Blót. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> with music, reading, eating, and drinking, but nowadays leave out the slaughter of animals.
4: Mm. You've got to make your own fun in Iceland. That's <laughs> <really? laughs> yeah. true.
1: Yeah. All right, for our <coughs> final round, this is a ding and round. I am going to. Okay I'm going to go back and say this again For this final round uh, I think it's interesting that we honour the origins Of mythological gods uh, Some of those origin stories get a little bit messy So for these particular Messy origins I'm going to mention A particular figure If you know where they came from Ding in Alright so Hine Ahu The first wife of Tane Mahuta How did she come about? Hmm
3: She was made from one of Tane Mahuta's roots.
2: No. Close, though. Yes. Did she come out during his rooting through...
4: (laughs) You're saying she was one of Tane Mahuta's roots.
1: (laughs) Was she spooge? She was not spooge. She was formed from Earth by Tane Mahuta, who breathed life into her nostrils. Uh, Who was the second wife of Tane Mahuta? His daughter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there we go. Dude, dang. Okay, um, the Japanese god of storms, Susana Onomikoto. Was
0: it? Did he grow, grow inside a peach?
1: No, you're thinking of uh, mono. I think. Yeah, okay. uh, okay.
4: yeah. Did he grow inside of a peach that had fallen into the sea beforehand?
1: No, no. No, okay. no peaches were involved. Okay. All right. <laughs> he was uh, born from Izanagi uh, when he washed his face clean of the pollutants of the underworld. Uh, one goddess was born when he washed out his left eye. A god was born from the washings of the right eye. And Susanna was born from the snot pile. Oh, wow. Messy origins. Okay, who can tell me about the origin of the Egyptian gods Shu and Tefnet?
3: Um... Were they made from the severed body parts of another god? That
4: sort of No, just got although to that's always a popular one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: Um, I think they've moved into the house down the road from us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> in Sydenham, but I think they're originally. From Bromley. So, is that where they're
1: from? They're from Bromley? They're not from, no, Bromley. from Bromley. They were okay. created by Atumra masturbating into the waters.
2: Oh, I
1: should have said uh, spoon. You
4: should have said <laughs> I saw you, I saw you giving everyone. me a look. It's your bodily me the food. Which one's <laughs> having we used said? Okay, All right, and Eve right.
1: from the book of Genesis. Yes.
4: Spooge. No! Uh, rib! <laughs> oh, yeah, what Aaron said about rib.
1: Yes, what Aaron said um, about a rib, Aaron gets the point. Yes. Uh, ben gets the satisfaction of I hitting do, a bow. So. That's right. We could share the point, Ben. Oh, okay. Point five.
3: I'm sorry, that's the first time
1: it's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eve was created from Adam's rib, or in the original Hebrew, the side, uh, and he calls her lovingly bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. OK, no
2: spooge jokes. Uh.
1: Can anyone tell me how Odin and his two brothers created the entire world?
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Spooge <laughs> <laughs> No spooge was, inform- uh, was, was involved in the making of our world. Uh, a drunken bet. No, although that's always a good bet with the Norse. <laughs> no, Odin and his brothers slew Emir the giant and set about constructing the world from his corpse. This is great They fashioned the oceans from his blood The soil from his skin and muscles Vegetation from his hair Clouds from his brains And the sky from his skull Every time it rains on your face And you get a little bit in your mouth That's Amir's brains <laughs> Oh lovely Alright Does
2: that bring new meaning to like putting stuff up into the cloud To, to remember it and think about it
1: It's
0: yeah. fine.
2: That's, that's meaningful. <laughs> yes, yes. And brainstorming.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, now, I would like to introduce a very special guest to tonight's uh, nerd degree. In the booth, we have Andrew, the voice of God.
5: Greetings, mortals.
1: <laughs> Andrew, I humbly ask if you could just update us on the points there, please.
5: The Cthulhu kids are in the lead with six points. To Orpheus and the Underworlds five points. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Very close. Thank you, Andrew. There's gotten some kind of You're life?
5: welcome. You <laughs> <laughs> he can hear me.
1: <laughs> um it's on to our games round. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of something called myth-making. Uh, mythology often functions as a metaphorical explanation for the origins of events and situations beyond the current understanding of people telling the story, such as lightning or the origins of humanity. Each team will be challenged to provide a modern-day myth for an otherwise inexplicable creation. Uh, Orpheus in the underworld, you can go first and tell us the story of how bank-hold music was not came to be. Bank
0: hold music. Bank hold music. Yes, gather round, children, <laughs> and I'll tell you a tale. Often have I been asked, from whence comes that music which plagues our ears when we call up the bank? When we're told that our call is important to them? Where does it come from? Well, many years ago, when... Dave Dobbin was was sitting on the top of Mount Olympus. He uh, couldn't find language. And and so he went on a great journey. Help me out here.
4: (laughs) That's right. He journeyed far and long, looking for a sustainable venue for New Zealand music. But he could not find them, though he searched the land low and high. Therefore, he said to myself, I must create a use for New Zealand music, one that does not exist previously. I must bring it into being, whole body and cloth. And so, using only his musical talent, and of course, his spooge. He created a new form of music, one that people could not escape listening to. And he said, This music is our greatest treasure, <laughs> and so it must
0: be stored somewhere where all great treasures are stored, or at least in the phone system thereby. <laughs> and ever since that day, his music has assailed our ears when we call upon the bank.
1: Well done. <laughs> I am going to give you seven points and subtract two for that disgusting mental image. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Cthulhu kids, I would like you to explain the origins of YouTube comment sections. Oh, this
2: this, this is good. This is a great one. Um, this is the sort of story that's that's been told from generation to generation to generation. Um, in each generation, there is some kind of vile spleen that kind of worms its way into the heart of man and woman. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and it needs to find a way out.
3: Indeed. For all within there is a content generator and a content abuser.
2: <laughs>
3: and when one does generate content and places it up upon the lofty pedestal of YouTube... <laughs> Praise him! <them. laughs> Then others shall gather around and say, it's not that good, really. There are errors.
2: We love guns in America. You guys are dicks.
3: <laughs> and so each Ray Z video becomes a torch for the shadows and dark things to gather around.
2: And, and every, every hundred and every hundred upon hundred of our views engenders more light, but also more dark.
3: And yea, though they do but chip... At the pedestal by which they hath raised it, they do but increase its view count. For the lulls, And thus, even the YouTube comments do serve their purpose in the elevation of the content.
2: Praise them. Praise (laughs) them.
1: I'm going to give that four points with a bonus of one for the pronunciation of YouTube. Excellent. All right, we are moving on to bad for your elf. Bad for your elf. Bad for your elf. Bad bad
0: your bad elf. for your elf. <laughs> Best exit
1: possible. Okay, so as you may or may not be aware, the Greek gods were awful. Uh, they, <laughs> they frequently tormented mortals for no other reason than they felt like it, dinner was coming a little bit slow, or they kind of fancied them, and it's funny when they run away. Um, so we are going to be... Uh,
4: They were Gamergate. They were. They were, were. in
1: fact, the uh, godly personification of Gamergate. So I am going to give... uh, I am going to give Orpheus in the Underworld things Zeus has turned into in order to rape people. (laughs) (laughs) And the Cthulhu kids (laughs) are going to have to guess whether these things are true Or made up by our fine panel.
3: Because if we knew the answers, we'd be terrible, terrible people. (laughs) It's all just guessing.
0: (laughs) All right,
1: Brendan. An eagle. True. I just am going to say true to you, Brendan. (laughs) That is true.
3: (laughs) A lion.
2: Mm. No, no lions.
1: That's fake.
3: Yeah. Yep. If it said Cecil the lion, it would have been <laughs> topical and awful. Two smaller Zeus's. <laughs> oh. There's
2: so much to say that you can't say yeah. in this round when it's about rape.
3: Like he pulled a Dr. Manhattan sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> did, did he double team whoever the the victim was? It sounds awful.
3: Yeah.
2: I think, yes, yes, there were two Zeus's. Fortunately, that is fake. Oh, fake, good, yeah.
4: yes. Uh, the woman's brother. Oh, probably. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, it was her husband. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, okay.
1: Husband, brother. <laughs> a golden shower. Yes, true. Yes, that is indeed famously true. We a
4: terrible. Shetland pony. <laughs> fake.
1: That would have been a good myth, though. Yeah. Yes, no, that one is fake.
0: The goddess Artemis.
1: Oh, a
2: switcheroo.
3: More ways than one. In order to
2: well, well, most of the the, the things that I know about Greek myths came from children's books. Mm. So, uh, so so these are the stories that weren't really um, included.
3: Maybe, yeah. Let's let's say yes, 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 maybe. Yes,
1: that is true. He transformed himself into the virgin goddess Artemis. Mm. What a jerk! (laughs) A
3: duck. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well he, he did do a swan, swan yeah. Ma- Maybe maybe he was a duck on an off day
3: Yeah Sure Yes, true No,
0: that no. one is false yeah, Alright, one more A swan <laughs> <laughs> True <laughs> um, Sorry, sorry, sorry um, A horse
3: <laughs> I don't know about a horse, I know that he was a bull
2: See, the thing is, if I say no to any of these, I feel like I'm victim-blaming.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I suspect he probably was a horse at some point. It's so, a horse. Horse, yes. Of course. True. Of course. <laughs> of course,
1: of course, <laughs> that is actually true.
3: Yeah. Zeus, what a dick.
1: What a dick. <laughs> All right. Oh, a dick.
2: <laughs> I think that's the one thing he didn't <laughs> transform it.
3: That's a fallacy.
2: <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of Zeus and victim blaming, uh, Zeus's wife Hera was uh, famously unhappy with her husband's philandering, but instead really? of getting back, oh, <laughs> yes. crazy, but instead of getting back at him, she tended to do terrible things to his victims. So, here for uh, Cthulhu Kids is a list of things Hera has done to people who piss her off, mostly the victims of her husband, the rapist.
2: <laughs> Sweet family. Nice people. Okay. All
1: right.
2: Shall I start? Yes. Blinded them.
3: That sounds great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. That's true. Turned their tongue to ash in their mouth. That's just having a hangover, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no.
1: That's correct. That's false.
2: Uh, Turned them into a bear.
4: If anything,
0: that would be a reward. That'd be sweet. But we'd all <laughs> want to be, be a fair. bear. So no.
1: <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, it's true. It oh, is true. Oh, well yeah. done. Yes. Oh, wait, that's Still Io. Busy. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
3: Uh, force them to eat their own children. That's Cartman. the episode of South Park. Well, no.
0: it's, it's um, quite uh, common in Greek. I,
3: I, I don't know if Hera
0: did
4: it, but... I, I think Titus Andronicus.
0: And Agamemnon, didn't it? it
4: True, true People eating their own children it's all the true. time It's completely true oh. yeah. It
0: was a real trend, culinary trend
2: <laughs> Force them to eat their own parents oh.
0: Switching it up <laughs> I think so, I think so, I could see it
2: <laughs> True or false?
0: True <laughs> then. false true.
4: Oh. oh. I thought it was like deconstructionist cuisine <laughs> the Meet the parents
1: It's a Japanese dish like that yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, uh, we have chicken and an egg together.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. called parent-child dish. (laughs) Literally, that's what what it's called.
3: Mm. Turned them into a crane. Well, I mean,
0: that's just anachronistic.
4: (laughs) 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 Maybe it was like if Zeus had been the swan... She'd be like, ha, huh? incompatible species. Your offspring will be sterile.
1: Sorry, I, mean, I, just, I just want to clear this up with you. Zeus raped a human woman in the shape of a swan, but you feel that if Hera had tuned her That's into a, whole a thing.
4: <laughs> That's two different bird species. That's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a step too far. No, it's false. That's true. Oh man, I bet the person that got turned into a crane was like, looked at the person that got turned into a bear and was like, damn it! All
2: right, one more. Uh, (laughs) Turned them into a range of mountains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, like a variety of mountains.
4: (laughs) Some of this one. Volcanic, Um, metamorphic. Um, Could be, is there a a name of a mountain range in Greece with a woman's name? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's Let's say yes. Let's say yes. Yes. That sure. is
1: true. Yes, indeed. Which mountains?
4: we you know? Mm. Just some mountains.
1: No, I just looked on Wikipedia. Nobody remembers yeah. the victims. No.
4: no. <laughs> the, the, was not the Himalayas? Just randomly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know where Greece is? I know. I just was like, like,
4: branching out. Like, I'm going to turn you into a range of mountains in a whole different country from Zeus. <laughs>
2: Called Himalayas. You'll never yeah. see him
4: again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's where... It,
1: yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Zeus goes a really long way for a pun in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so our next game is called Apocalypse How. The end of days is a common mythological feature often caused by humanity's inevitable slide into moral decay and they are almost always totally metal. Mm. For example, (laughs) Christianity's Book of Revelations tells us that the moon will turn blood red, the stars will fall out of the sky, the sun will turn black. This is the ending of the Narnia series,
2: Aslan is Jesus.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay. I'm going to give each team a vile sin against society, and they are going to extrapolate an apocalypse scenario fitting to it in their best mad prophet style. I want you frothing. You've uh, been in the desert. You've eaten nothing but mushrooms for days. (laughs) The audience will be called upon to decide which end of day scenario is more spectacularly badass. Okay. So, Cthulhu kids... The sin that your apocalypse must rise from is leaving dishes in the sink at work.
2: Oh, it starts small, with a
3: teaspoon.
1: (laughs) One spoon left lying in the sink too
3: long. But spoons beget spoons. And the muck beget more muck. And cups beget cups and plates beget plates. And lo, the mould Read with other moulds and spores and spew forth from the sinks. And broken pieces of porcelain fly around the world. Motivated on little scurrying legs, the crockery wanders, seeking fresh victims. (laughs) And children cry because
2: they can't reach the sink, so can't fix it. (laughs) And there's a great storm in a teacup, (laughs) and it engulfs the eastern seaboard. (laughs) And it smashes its way through dishes and houses and windows and houses... Dissipates and people cry and tear their faces off with their nails because they don't just get it anymore.
3: And ten (laughs) thousand spoons led by a knife. (laughs) In cruel irony, (laughs) strike down all of humanity.
1: So don't do it. All right. Uh Orpheus in the underworld, and the underworld, Uh, I would like you to prophesy the apocalypse that comes from dog walking without a pooper scooper.
4: Repent! (laughs)
1: Repent,
4: sinners, for thy filth has been observed by the powers that be above, and they will not stand for this desecration of the they this sacred will not land. stand for it but you shall
0: stand in it <laughs> for though some may be caught red-handed you
4: shall be caught brown-footed <laughs> and as your filth passes from home to home disease will rise a plague the like of which the world has never seen stemming exclusively from that thing your dog ate last night will be upon us And though the armies of man will come running with their scoopers, it will be too late. Scoop and scoop all that you wish. You will
0: never scoop their footpaths clean, for the tide of crap shall rise higher and higher.
4: And we shall wade through it day by day until even our pantaloons are encrusted with muck and filth. And then will come the
0: flies. Aye, and all will cry out, Oh, a plastic bag! Why not
4: a plastic bag? I could have just put it over my hand and picked <coughs> it up. But no! <laughs> we have oh. so many plastic bags, they will say. We could have done something about it anytime we wanted. In fact, ironically, the apocalypse was possibly coming through over use of plastic bags. But now, because we didn't use those, we're getting into another problem. Yes, it could have
0: been fertiliser, but now the only thing that will grow is your skin. Sorrows.
4: And eventually, the only sign of Earth that passed through the now unmanned satellite's eyes will be of a brown ball. A pale brown
1: dot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I would like you to applaud to the level of your appreciation of this apocalyptic scenario. Who thinks that uh, most spectacularly badass end of days comes from Orpheus and the underworld? Oh. In that case, let me please hear your raucous applause for the Cthulhu kids.
2: dedicate that one
1: to Alanis.
4: (laughs) You're her royalties now,
1: though. Voice of God, can we get an update, please? Yes.
5: (laughs) (laughs) When would you like it?
1: I'm sorry, Voice of God, I forgot to be particularly specific about what I wanted. You must
5: always be specific (laughs) with the Lord. (laughs)
1: Oh, personal saviour in the booth.
5: Yes? Please
1: tell me the points that each team has.
5: All right. In second place thus far, on 17 points, Orpheus and the Underworld. And in first place, on 23 points, it's the Cthulhu Kids. (laughs)
1: Thank you, God, in the booth.
5: You're welcome.
1: We've got a quick fire round coming up now. It's called "I like my X like I like my Y." Uh, <laughs> I think you'll get the gist of it pretty quickly. So um, I'm going to uh, just ding in when you've got a good line. All right. I like my X like I like my Y. I like my X like I like my Sphinx. I
2: like my. Girlfriends like I like my sphinxes, all pussy.
3: (laughs) I like my women like I like my sphinxes, full of riddles.
2: (laughs) I like my men like I like my sphinxes, inscrutable.
4: Like my women like I like my sphinxes, all sandy at the bottom.
2: I like my men like I like my sphinxes, missing a nose.
1: (laughs) Everybody's weirder impulses are coming out today. (laughs) I like my ex like I like my miracles.
0: Uh, I like my women like I like my miracles. Confirmed by the Vatican.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like my women like I like my miracles. A second coming.
1: (laughs) I like my eggs like I like my plagues.
3: I like my women like I like my plagues in both my houses. (laughs) (laughs) I like my women Like I like my plagues, easily cured with antibiotics.
4: (laughs) I like my women like I like my plagues, carried to me on the backs of rats.
2: (laughs) I like my men like I like my plagues, biblical.
1: (laughs) Uh, One more, I like my ex like I like my shrines.
3: I like my women like I like my shrines, with my penis.
2: <laughs>
1: we just drop below break. the bottom of the bag. I don't want
4: to see your tourist photos, Jeff <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, Jeff tours Greece. Mm.
2: Mm. I like my men like I like my shrines, full of generous offerings that they're willing to give me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like my women like I like my shrines, with a little bit of candle play. (laughs) Like
4: my women like I like my shrines. Buddhist.
2: (laughs) I like my men like I like my shrines, deep at the back of a cave. (laughs) Alrighty.
1: Brendan, got anything to say there? Uh, Nope. Nope. All right, our final round today is a nerd degree favourite. It's called Who Would Win? Uh, Where uh, each team argues who would win in a pitched fight. It is a typical nerd argument. We love it. So, uh, Cthulhu kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. You are going to be arguing for the victory of Thor Odinson, Mm -hmm. wielding the mighty hammer of Mjolnir. Orpheus in the underworld? You are going to be arguing for the victory of Maui Tikitiki Ataranga, wielding the sacred jawbone of his ancestress, Mori Ranga Whenua. You uh, the... Why don't we start with the Catholic kids? You have 60 seconds. We're cutting this out. This is the edited bit. You guys get a special feature. Okay. <laughs> Me singing. All right, uh, let me do that again. Cthulhu Kids, you will start. You have 60 seconds for your uh, main argument starting now.
3: Thor Odin's son, son of Odin, one of the greatest Norse gods, controller of the lightning, the storms, able to fly. Truly, there are few opponents who even come close, and Maui is no exception. There is no way Maui would win in a fight against Thor.
2: Thor just, um, he wields his hammer, he smashes Maui to bits, he stands around looking awesome, he has films made about him, he's got a mythos, he's got a fan base, there's fanfic. Where's Maui's fanfic? He can't compete. See, even now, Thor's calling out to us, <laughs> telling us that that Maui just kind of can't cut it. Ragnar rock and roll, motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> yeah, Thor has the training, His fa- his... Father is the All Father. He's a master of war. And um, Thor is obviously much better tutored. Uh, I, I don't want to bring this up, but Thor was raised by his parents and trained as a member of the royal family.
1: Ooh, low blow there from Jeff. And that's time. All right, so uh, arguments in favor of Maui from Orpheus in the Underworld. One minute starting now.
0: Yep, look, let's get straight to it. Yes, okay, Thor was raised by his parents but Maui raised a motherfucking island. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many islands has Thor raised? None.
4: That's right. How many nations has Thor shaped? Not many. Look, Let's talk about those origins. Maui is the sun of the earth and the sky. That's his origin. What is Thor's origin? Home and away. That's where he comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that's his background. That's, where, that's all he's got to offer. And Maui not only has brought the nation of New Zealand into... Uh, Into existence He also tamed the sun Yes How many celestial bodies has Thor tamed None He's strictly earthbound Yes he uh, Listen The power of, of speed is
0: important But the ability to slow time As Maui did Is going to be an edge in any battle Speaking of edge Imagine fighting with a jawbone. You'd have to be incredibly badass to be able to do that. I mean, anyone could fight with a massive magical hammer.
4: <laughs> but right. the ball's required to go into battle with a jawbone. How much confidence do you have to have? And it's not even like a it's not even like a horse jawbone, it's like some dude's jawbone. It's not even very big. It's just like a, like a puny human jawbone, but he doesn't need anything bigger. He doesn't need a magical hammer, because he
1: is Maui. I'm going to have to interrupt, uh, because you're never order. pausing. <laughs> point of order, uh,
2: Maui was not born of the sky and the earth. In fact, he's a demigod, as opposed to Thor, who's a god-god.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, when well, we're talking about confidence, Maui's overconfidence is what actually led to his very undoing when he tried to enter... A knew to pop. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. Exactly. If we're talking about who's the biggest badass, being cut in half by a vagina
1: is really, <laughs> I think,
4: uh, uh, the 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 way to go. And out. he died doing what he loved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final statements.
3: Thor is old school. He's got the long hair. He doesn't try to rock a man bun. He's got a kick-ass hammer. He knows how to wield it.
2: He's got a pantheon.
1: He's a real god. He's old school. He's true school. All right, and Orpheus in the underworld.
0: (laughs) Maui has the drive to win. He's got a fire burning inside him, ready for victory. In fact, he stole fire from the gods, and he's going to use that fire
4: to burn you to the ground. And he's got an entire fleet of camper vans to call on. <laughs> <laughs> Transportation, like logistically, is the key to any battle. You've got to move supplies to the front, and when you've got a fleet of camper vans, Maui's going to be able to bring up supplies, he's going to be able to call on his brothers, get them involved, they're going to come up, they're going to be comfortable as they travel. It's going to be fantastic.
1: All right, we're going to throw that over to the audience. <laughs> Who do you think would win? Is it going to be Thor Odinson? Thor Odinson? Or is it going to be Maui?
4: (laughs) Patriotism, there's a victory for patriotism. We will take it. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I I feel the audience is engaged here. Um, So before we get the final scores from the Word of God, I would like to. before we get the final scores from the word of God, we are going to do our recommendations, starting with Erin.
2: I would like to recommend an American television show called Unreal, which is a, a drama, a scripted drama set behind the scenes of a Bachelor-like reality television show. And after the first couple of episodes, I sat there thinking it was amazing trash. And after that, I started thinking it was one of the best shows about gender and power and desire that's out there at the moment. It's just about finished. In fact, I think it finished in the States a day or two ago, so it's out there for you to binge. Get your ice cream, lean in.
3: I'd like to recommend the Christchurch Arts Festival, which is taking place in Christchurch from the 27th of August until the 20th of September. There are 50 different events, fantastic uh, theatre, music, dance, all kinds of things, Um, a few myths being performed in in, uh, live Capacity, Uh, True Stories, it's a great, great festival, and I'm not just saying that because I'm involved in it.
1: (laughs) In fact, he's doing (laughs) the marketing. Um, I would like to recommend The Nerd Degree, which is recorded in Orange Studios in Christchurch, New Zealand, at 7.30 on the first Wednesday of every month. It can be listened to at nerddegree.com or on iTunes.
4: Uh, I would like to recommend Star Wars Rebels. Uh, which is a new program uh, set between Episode 3 and Episode 4, and is at the vanguard of Disney's attempts to make Star Wars good again. Um, and uh, it's kind of about the birth of the rebel movement leading into Star Wars, and though it's, it's kind of aimed at kids, it's a good watch if you're into Star Wars anyway. Um, and in the recent uh, Season 2 premiere, Darth Vader showed up, and is voiced once again by James Earl Jones, and not Hayden Christensen, going, No! Um, so that's a, it's a positive boon. My favorite TV show at the
0: moment is uh, called Lucha Underground. It's a hybrid of like a soap opera and Mexican style Lucha Libre wrestling. Um, It's
1: really, really silly
0: and it's so much fun. Uh, You should check it out.
1: Thank you very much. Andrew, Voice of God, what were the final scores?
5: Repent, Orpheus and the underworld, for with a scant thirty points your souls will be damned to hell for eternity to suffer torment from Beelzebub with his pointy tridents and boiling lead and bank hold music. But, yay, praise be to the Cthulhu kids, for with 35 points, the gates of my glorious kingdom shall be opened unto them, and I shall bring them everlasting happiness through methods.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Andrew Todd. Thank you, Orange Studio. Thank you, audience. We are New Degree. It's been great.